Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to Chris Mannix coming up here momentarily. Your NBA Daily Assist. Want to remind you about Diamond Airport parking. Begin and end every great trip with Diamond Airport parking. Diamond offers car-to-curb service, 24-7 airport shuttles, fantastic rates, complimentary bottled water, plus nobody beats the friendly staff. Diamond Airport parking just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save Diamond Airport parking. Uh, looking forward, very much forward to uh, talking to Chris Mannix, of course, of Sports Illustrated. We'll get his thoughts on the big week uh, that was with the Jazz beating a couple of contenders over there in the Eastern Conference and get his thoughts on what's going on around the rest of the NBA as well. Did you? I don't know if we're going to have time to get into this totally today, but did you see uh, LeBron James's comments to Yahoo Sports about AAU basketball? I did not. Very interesting stuff. Talk about wear and tear and load and management and why it's necessary. We, we'll have to get into it because I actually thought LeBron was quite insightful. Uh, but right now, NBA Daily Assist time. Let's get right to it. Austin, if you please. It's time for your NBA Daily Assist. Now, here's Chris Mannix on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. NBA Daily Assist brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air. Call 747-LEES for all your heat and AC needs. Out to the Sprint special guest line we go. Uh, get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Joining us now from Sports Illustrated, our friend Chris Mannix. Hi, Chris. How was the weekend? What's going on, guys? Uh, these weekends just blend together at this point. We're already at that stage of, of life. <laughs> they do. In fact, the Jazz did not have a, a game this weekend. They had one Friday night, but no Saturday and Sunday, and it was like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. Um, let, let's talk about the Jazz week last week, Chris. They beat the Sixers. They followed up with a dramatic win over the Bucks. Uh, what kind of statement did they make with a week like that? Well, I mean, quality wins, especially against Philadelphia right now, a team that has been playing for most of the season is one of the best teams in basketball, certainly a great defensive team. And look, you, you knew that the Jazz would eventually start to come together. They got too many guys with chemistry off of last season, and you know, eventually Mike Conley is going to come all the way around. Um, you know, I still have a lot of faith that team is going to be you know, right there among the final, let's say, four in the in the Western Conference at the end of the year, they're just they're just too good. And I, I think there are too many guys that are are consistent and reliable for them to screw up. So to beat those two teams, top tier teams, I think it says a lot about the direction the Jazz are going. And you're right, Chris. They haven't even completely come together yet. Once no. uh, once Mike Conley is doing his thing, and, and a guy who has surprised us a little bit. I mean, we saw what he did with Indy last year scoring 18 points a game. But Bogdanovich, this dude is not just a spot-up shooter. Yeah, what a shot he made at the end of, uh, of the last game. But, no, he's he's not just a spot-up shooter. I mean, what people who didn't watch uh, Bojan last year you know, missed was a guy that you know carried that offense. I mean, he was the number one option on that team when Victor Oladipo went down. I mean, he's, he's that good. He's capable of, of being an alpha. Uh, on that group. Now, I don't think it's his best role, certainly not one on a championship team, but that's not what the Jazz are, are asking of him. So I, I think that having him there in that second, third type of role is, is a huge asset to have. And that was one of the better signings of the offseason because you know, what I saw from him, 
it, it was almost the best thing to happen to him individually to see Oladipo go down because Nate McMillan effectively handed him Oladipo's role and he thrived in it. So yeah, I mean that that's that's something to expect from him his his ability to to, to take over games and make big shots. I mean that's something he showed at a high level last year. Uh, Chris, as, uh, as you know, Dennis Lindsay had a thing around here for a long time, don't skip steps, you know, in, in franchise building and team building. And, and I look at, at Dallas and how just how good Luka Doncic is. Can, are, are they skipping steps because he is that good? I mean, at 6-3, and three, how legit is that for the Mavs? Uh, it's, it's pretty legit. I mean, I'm in Boston right now at uh, the Mavericks-Celtics game tonight, and I've spent a lot of time talking to people around the team about not just Doncic, but Chris Porzingis as well and that duo and you know they, they've got great potential now I, I think it'll be I don't know that they keep up this sort of six and three type pace um, I do think Porzingis will get better as he gets more comfortable out there coming off that major knee injury uh, but they still have some holes on that roster still going to fill in some, some pieces Luca kind of in his first full season as a point guard with this team but I mean this is Luca's a legitimate MVP level player like not this year but you know, down the line, would it surprise me to see him win one or two MVPs? No, of course not. He's he's that good. And you know, when when you look at at the pick and roll, as as you guys in Utah know better than anybody, uh, that being a bread and butter play in the NBA, you know what what Stockton and Malone were back in the day, like Porzingis and and Doncic are like that on steroids. Like they're just, I mean, what they can do and their versatility is just crazy. Like it's just they're they're just so good in that particular play. So I, I think in the coming years, you know, in this sort of two superstar league, two team, a two superstar team league, uh, they're going to be dangerous. They're going to be really, really tough once they start filling that roster around those guys. Chris, I thought of you with your connections to the team when the Celtics get off to this fast start, their demise was greatly exaggerated. Yeah, I mean, it, I always thought that they were going to be a very good regular season team, and I still think that, even with Gordon going out with that injury. Uh, and he won't be out that long. He had surgery today, and uh, we'll know in the next couple of hours how long he's going to be out, but they're expecting a month or so. Um, but their weakness up front is real. I mean, you can't win in the playoffs with some combination of Robert Williams and his canter and you know Grant Williams in that front court. Um, it just doesn't work. So, you know, they can – be a, a top five seed, maybe even a top four seed, maybe even top three seed when it comes to the regular season standings. But if they're going to make any kind of move, they've got to go out and hope that you know a Clint Capella becomes available or somebody along those lines they can get uh, to, to get them at a high level. But they're, they're a legit team that can score on you. They'll defend in spurts. I mean, they're built to win the regular season. They're just not built to win yet in the playoffs. You mentioned Hayward's injury. Man, he was really playing some ball. And then, and then man, another setback. Yeah, he was physically all the way back. Um, you could see it when I was around the team in training camp. You could see it uh, in the early part of the, the season. I mean, he's explosive. He was physical. He looked like – I wouldn't say look like what you saw in Utah because I don't think he'll ever be that dynamic um, or, or that excellent at finishing at the rim as he was with the Jazz. I think that might have been robbed of him maybe forever. But he's, he's he was getting there. And, look, you know, Brad Stevens has justifiably tried to downplay – you know, all the kind of dramatic Gordon Hayward stories, a hand injury. I mean, you know, he'll, he'll rest it, he'll heal up, he'll be back, and maybe it'll take him some time to get back in the rhythm, but it won't take a full season, that's for sure. So 
uh, I think he'll be fine and, and probably clicking back again by All-Star break. Chris Mannix with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Chris, load management has obviously been a topic for, for the past couple of weeks. And LeBron, of all people, and I say of all people because LeBron usually when he talks, he bugs me. Uh, but LeBron, of all people, gave an interview to Yahoo Sports and he brought up an angle that I had not really considered. And, and I thought it was quite insightful, actually, given that his kids are at the age that they're going through mm-hmm. AAU basketball. But he said basically AAU is is chewing up these kids physically before they get to college or the NBA and that maybe a lot of these physical issues that young people uh, in basketball are dealing with is because really they're not being handled properly at a young age. I thought it was I thought it was very insightful actually. Yeah, I mean look and, and you take LeBron's word for it. I mean I never played AAU basketball, at least not at a at a very high level, that's for sure. Um but you know you think about the number of tournaments these guys play in and you know, the grind on their young bodies, there inevitably is some wear and tear uh, that comes with that and, and long-term type of injuries that, that could potentially, uh, you know, stem from all that. So, uh, I mean, I, it, it, sort of, it certainly was illuminating to read that and hear him say things like that. I, maybe it's something that that lower-level basketball will reconsider and think about. We know LeBron is kind of a human starter pistol when it comes to that stuff, so maybe we'll, we'll have uh, some changes there. But at the very least, maybe parents are now aware of it or kids are now aware of it. We'll try to stay away from those tournaments and, and, and leagues that cause that force you to things like that. The problem is, as we all know, when you're you know, 16, 17 years old, you think you're invincible. You think you can walk through walls and nothing will ever hurt you and you'll, you'll feel that way your entire life. Uh, that you know, can be tough to convince kids not to play for their, their best interest of their long-term, uh, long-term health. Chris, in the West, uh, you got the Lakers and Nuggets at seven and two. Then the Rockets, Jazz, the Clippers, and the Suns all at six and three. And the Mavericks too. You talked about them. This is the way it's going to be all year, right? Yeah, especially in the West. I mean, the, the we we thought coming in, you know, top ten, top eight, uh, whatever, would be a dogfight. Forty-eight-ish wins to get into the playoffs in the West. That's probably still true. I mean, there are some surprises in that mix. The Mavericks, as we mentioned. Um, you know, the Lakers are off to a fast start. We'll see if it's sustainable when their schedule starts to toughen up a little bit. But, you know, it, it, it's tough. That's why when it comes to load management, you got to be careful how many games you take off and what games you give away because, you know, not only could it affect seeding, it could affect your ability to make the playoffs for, for some teams. So I'm, I think it's, it's going to be fun to watch, that's for sure. Out West, there's so much parity. I mean, this is, this is kind of what we talked about, you know, coming into the season. You know, seven, eight, nine teams potentially having real championship aspirations that's played out i mean i i don't i think the clippers might separate themselves when paul george comes back but i i do think this is going to be one of those uh, those uh, post seasons where you have so many teams out there that that actually can win Jazz take on the Warriors tonight, Chris, and this is obviously a significant Sort of the Warriors. Sort, sort of, of the Warriors. Sort of the Warriors. I, I guess that's my question. You know, Draymond Green's coming back supposedly for Golden State, and, and there was talk last week about Steph shutting it down for the entire season. Why wouldn't they just shut these guys down? I mean, I, I guess with Steph, like, I mean, with Clay, I understand. I think he, he probably should shut it down, especially if he comes back with if it, if it's not all the way back by the time he gets there. But Steph's got a hand injury. I wonder if you – I mean, I guess if you get well past the All-Star break, do you sit Steph Curry for the rest of the season? Maybe you can sit. That's, that's tough to tell a guy to, to sit out an entire season off that. But if you're asking about the – if you're looking at the long-term prognosis, absolutely. I mean, tanking, or at least some semblance of it, is the smart move. I mean, if you're the Warriors, how good are you next year with Steph and Clay still in their prime, coming back, 
Draymond coming back and a top five or seven pick incorporated into that mix. I mean, you are a really, really good team. So I think there's some, there's certainly some value in, in doing that if you're the Golden State Warriors. I mean, it makes them even more dangerous in 2020. Chris, I know it's a short sample and whatnot, but the team that surprised me the most as far as the Suns, what the heck is going on in Phoenix? Well, a couple things. One, I think you know Devin Booker has taken his game to, to another level, and I have your two players that you can thank for that. One is Ricky Rubio, guys you guys know. Um, I think Rubio being there, taking a lot of the point guard and playmaking pressure off of Devin Booker has been huge for him. I mean, last few years he's had to be a jack-of-all-trades, master of none, with that team and um you know having rubio there has been been a huge boost for them aaron baines being there has been big i mean these are little things but aaron baines is probably the best screening big man in the league and he has set some bone crunching screens what i've seen for devin booker to free him up for much easier shots than he's had to take in the past and the other side of it is monty williams i mean i, I like igor as a head coach I, I still think it was the wrong move to cut him loose after just one year but you know, Monty is, is Monty for a reason. He's a very respected guy in coaching circles and connects with players. And I think he's done that, you know, with that young team. Now, do I think they're a playoff team? I still don't. I think they'll come back down to earth. They're, they're still too young and too weak at key positions. But they're finally trending in the right direction, which is the first time in like a decade. I think you can say that about the Sun. So it looks like the Knicks are going to change coaches already. Or what? <laughs> uh, what's the story that, Chris, the, their president behind the scenes is moving that way to get rid of Fisdale? Well, I mean, I've I've been on Fisdale watch since Game Three of the season when you know they played Boston at home in their home opener and they got blown out in the second half. I mean, that's not a good sign when you show no effort in your home opener. But uh, look, you can blame Fisdale. Fine, I don't think he's been great, but I mean that roster is like you know it was assembled in the dark. Like it just you're putting a bunch of you know power forwards into a mix that you know when you need to be playing Mitchell Robinson. You know, at center, now you're playing like Bobby Portis and Julius Randle all these minutes. you got to get R.J. Barrett minutes where where he's getting them. I mean, this was this is a problem at the top. And, you know, like, it's easy to blame Steve Mills, the president, and I get that, but I blame the guy that put Steve Mills in charge. Like, no other team in the league would make Steve Mills the top basketball executive. Nobody. But James Dolan did because, you know, he's loyal to Steve Mills. Steve Mills has been loyal to him. There's there's no rhyme or reason for anything they do in New York. So Fisdale probably going to be the fall guy, but... Nothing's going to change in New York till Dolan starts treating that team like it's a 2020 franchise. And right now he's just living in the past where he's you know, bringing in all his, his, the people that he likes to run the team and not focused on basketball decisions. Two other teams, Chris, in the East who have impressed me thus far. The Raptors lose Kawhi, and yet they come out strong this season. And the Heat, uh, Spolster is a hell of a coach, isn't he? No, he, he's great. And, you know, you, you look at, at – you know the drive. Both these teams are defined by the same characteristics. I mean, Miami's good because Tyler Harrow was a good pick. Like that was a hit with I think the 13th pick in the draft. They found Kendrick Nunn out of nowhere. He wins the Hassan Whiteside Award for player they pulled out of basketball oblivion, <laughs> and um, and and adding to the mix. Uh, so that's been a huge boost for them. I that was a team that I think was already a playoff team. Now you have to look at them as being a legitimate win a first round type of series team if they can stay healthy. And keep that group. We didn't figure out the Deion Waiter situation, which is beyond bizarre uh, as well. With, with Toronto, I never thought they'd fall apart. I mean, they were 17 and five without Kawhi last year, and they brought the band back together with some of their young players taking steps. And you know that the two injuries they had to to see uh, to, to Serge Ibaka and to Kyle Lowry, those hurt a lot. But I I've been saying since week one, 
Siakam won most improved last year. He is an MVP candidate this year. He is that good. That guy is is a legit superstar in the making. They hit a home run with him with, what, the 27th pick in the draft a few years ago. And, and he just has shown, you know, from day one, he's ready to take his game to another level. So as long as he stays healthy, that team has a chance to be a top four seed in the East. And you get him in the playoffs. I mean, they've got experience. Fred Van Vliet makes big shots. Kyle Lowry knows what he's doing. Um, but that's not a team I'd want to play in the postseason. Chris, thank you very much as always. And, hey, enjoy the Mavericks and the Celtics, man. You got it, guys. Thanks, Chris. Chris Mannix makes the magic happen at uh, Sports Illustrated. And, of course, he joins us on Mondays here on The Big Show. He brings up a good point with the Raptors, 17-5 and last year without Kawhi. Uh, they're seven and two thus far. They're for they're for real. Yeah. They're not going to fade away. Surprises me. Kawhi I, leaves. Uh, I think they might. Well, fade I mean, away, they're not. I wouldn't pick them to win a championship, but uh, it's still a quality outfit. We'll see where they finish. You think they're going to fade? I do. Hmm. I think there are a couple of teams that might fade. I think there are a couple of teams that have, have underachieved. I I I know uh, you know Chris likes Ricky Rubio, and I know the the Suns are a good story right now, but I don't see their I don't see the staying power there. Do you? Anybody else in the West that you think is going to fade? Uh, you know, it's the Lakers, Nuggets, Rockets, Jazz, Suns. You already addressed them. The Clippers, Mavs, but the Spurs are right there. The T Wolves. Let me let me put it this way. I think Dallas has a much better chance of having staying power than Phoenix does. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, Doncic has been so good, and you heard Chris Porzingis has been great too. And, you know, Devin Booker is a one-man scoring machine. And Ricky Rubio has has addressed a lot of the issues that Phoenix was having over the years. I just don't see them with the talent yet. The Suns have that big fella. Who young, isn't playing. Young, yeah, who isn't playing. DeAndre Ayton. Who, who will be back. At, how long is he? Uh, oh, what was it? 30? Yeah, 30 games, I think. Well, here I'll say the same thing about him as I will Carl uh, Carl Anthony Towns. I don't, I don't think that they will have the impact on this league that a lot of people think they will until they figure out how to not be a vulnerability on the defensive side. Yeah. I'm not saying that they have to be Rudy, because mm. I don't think that that's possible, but you watch Minnesota play and you watch Phoenix with Aiton, and the other team will take it at those guys every single time down the floor. You know who else fits into that category and at some point will have to address it in some way is Zion. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I completely agree. Completely. All right, joining us now in studio, our friend Phil from TridayTrading.com. I love it that a limit dropped by. That was fun. That to was get, awesome. Yeah, that was fun to get his firsthand experience because, you know, we, we tease a limit a lot, but but really he's just like us. I mean, he's an ordinary dude out there, you know, got a family, probably wants to make a, a little bit extra money, and this is a, a way that he certainly can do so. Yeah, it was funny. He saw me sitting out there, and he started asking me some questions, and I was like, dude, come in here. Come, come talk. He was like, all right, let's go. So that's, so, I mean, Alema, like uh, Jake was saying, that's the, exactly the kind of person that you're saying, hey, man, come give this a try. Exactly. Exactly. It, I mean, it, it really is for anybody if you're if you're trying to find something different and it's not uh, based off of anybody else. You don't have to get anybody to sell anything or to buy something. It has nothing to do with that. It, it comes down to you learning a new strategy and and seeing if it works for you, which is, once again, I keep saying it, why I love the trial. I love it allowing people to get it in and, and really figure out, do I like this? Is this for me or not? And 
kind of going from there. Well, and then Alema talked about the training you received and and the coaching you've been you've been coaching Alema, and you think, oh yeah, you probably do that for Alema Harrington, of course, you know. But the truth is, you do that for everybody. Everybody, because well, it's in your best interest to do it, so. It is, and and yeah. we were talking about webinars that he didn't even know that were available yet. Like right now, I was telling him, I'm like, did you get on this one? He's like, oh, I didn't even, I didn't hear about that. And so he gets no. A little special treatment, maybe a little, a well, little because bit, but he, not, he, I mean, he demands it. <laughs> but as, as far as the training education, I mean, we're we're all in it together, and and I I really I really like that about the company and and teaching. Well, and important to note that I mean, Alema didn't have any experience doing this sort of thing. I no. mean, if you're listening out there, you don't have to be you know a Wall Street wizard or anything. You just have to be somebody out there who is looking for an opportunity, right? Exactly. I, and he said his goal is like 13 hours a week is all. Correct. Just to go out there and get a little extra income. You know, all those trips to Hawaii, you know, yeah. it starts to, it starts to yeah, add up Yeah, but he there. can you just go. take his laptop over there and do it over there, too. So you pay for the vacation while on the vacation. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, see? <laughs> uh, look at that. I like where your mind's at, Phil. I like where you're at right now. Hey, uh, uh, Papa's got to make a little more money. Let's let's take it five-star for dinner tonight. Hold on. Let me see. Let's see how we do in the market. Let's a couple Aloha. Trades. All right. TridayTrading.com. Go online. Check out the uh, the webinars. But also, every Wednesday, you guys are doing it in person out there at your office in Lehigh. At our office, 7 o'clock, 7 to 8. So it, it's not one of those rah-rah. It really is. You come in, sit down. We teach you. And then you go home. So it really is come in for education and see what you think. All right. Thanks, Phil. Yes, sir. All right. More Big Show. We'll let you hear from Kalani Sitaki coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We greatly appreciate it. want to remind you about our friends at Mr. Mac. Suit up in style with Mr. Mac and Alema Harrington. Enter now at 1280thezone.com to win a designer suit and accessories from Mr. Mac and an out, uh, outfitting shopping experience with Alema during the remote on December the 11th. Alema will personally pick you out an outfit. Compliments of Mr. Mac. Would you let Alema dress you, Gordon? You you and Alema have very different tastes when it comes to style. Would you no, would you let not, Alema suit true. you up? I like Alema style. I just uh, I I uh, I can do that and I like it, but uh, sometimes I choose to go with comfort. That's all. Gordon's is an acquired taste, which means I wish he'd acquire no, some taste. Some taste I'm, not, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not trying to impress anybody. Who do I have to impress? The country club. I'm just saying you have different tastes when it comes to no, style. No, I, I like his. I like his style. Well, I. I, I uh, don't have a different taste. I like his style. I think you have a different taste in a lemma. Do you have a? Do you own a three-piece suit? Yeah. Uh, boy. I've got some nice suits. I don't know if I have a three-piece suit. See, Alema only wears three-piece. I know, suits. but that's just a. That's the latest. Do you own an ascot? <laughs> Does, does Lil wear ascots, really? I don't know. But really, do you think that he would? See, I can, see, I can get dolled up. Uh-huh. I, I, I can do it. Uh-huh. I just usually choose not to. But I can, and I do on occasion. What'd you wear to church on Sunday? I wore... That hat. I wore a, I wore a sports jacket that was... Quite pricey. Uh, I, I didn't pay full price because uh, I had a connection, 
at the oh, store. Oh, that's a double home wow. connection to <laughs> the <laughs> store, too. But but it, it, it was slacks. Yeah. And nice tie. I'm Gordon Monsey. See, I'm just sticking up for myself because you guys think I'm... Why does the price matter? Well, because it's nice, and that's what a lemma likes nice stuff, right? So... That's uh, it was nice. Yeah, but I mean, you know, Mr. Mac, they're very affordable. You know, that's not that's their thing is is being an affordable suit store. But they look expensive. But but sure, but I mean, in this case, where you say price equals quality, I had a chat the other day on Sunday with a a gentleman who, well, well, let's just say he's probably halfway to being a billionaire, and uh, I, I, I put my. I, I, I was talking to him, and I put my hand on the back of his suit, and it darn near slipped right off. Mm. That's how you can tell quality. That's <laughs> how you can tell quality. Mm. <laughs> See, you and Alem are very different people. Just that statement alone right there. Why was so? it a velour suit? Yeah, right. No. Was, it, was it like a track suit? <laughs> No. Say Reebok on the left breast, or look, you guys don't know what you're talking about. This tells me all I need to know right now. You guys don't know nothing about quality suits because that's the way it is, and that's the way it's been for years. That now. that the 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 material has to be slippery. No. <laughs> hey, guess what, Gordon? I've got I got news for you. Sweat actually cleans this suit. <laughs> Do you think Alema owns an Oscar the Grouch T-shirt? Uh, maybe, no. uh, maybe. No. You think Alema wears jeans on the golf course? <laughs> no, I don't either. <laughs> no. <laughs> you guys. You know, you know I have some, some decent clothes. I just don't wear them on a day-to-day basis. And neither do you. So uh, I don't know what you're talking about over there, Mr. Smart Alec. Hmm. <laughs> Is that all I get? Uh-huh. That's, I mean, what, what do you want me to say? I mean, I'm not going to... Yeah. You know I okay. have many decent clothes. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you guys are telling me I'm a slob. And I'm not, We're I'm not telling you you're a slob. When I'm... I go to church, I wear six-figure suits, This Jake. just This just all started <laughs> I with... I got a... a great deal on that because I had a relative who owned the store. <laughs> so anyway. No, this just all started with you and Alema having different tastes. That's we, all. We don't. You said I, he, we had different styles. Yes, and style. And, uh, you do. And we don't. Very I, much. No, no. Have different I like ones. his style. That's fine. I don't dislike his style. So, I. I so what makes I me... like Elton John's style? It doesn't mean that that's how I dress. <laughs> But that's not what you said. You didn't say you guys dress differently. You said that we have, we have different tastes and style. And I stand by that statement. <laughs> okay. All right. Should we get to Kalani? Let's get to some highlights from his press conference, shall we? Let's start with uh, the quarterback competition when uh, Wilson returns. If he's cleared to go, then then let's go. Let's see what happens. Baylor's done done some good things, but I'll leave it up to A-Rod and Grimes and those guys to figure out which gives us the best chance for for victory. And would he go back to the starting role immediately, or or is that A-Rod's decision? He's going to kind of see how he progresses and how everything's healing up. So hard to gauge that right now. Probably no more after practice and no more a little bit as we go from day to day. I know that Zach made a lot of improvement from, say, Thursday to Saturday. So we'll see how much improvement went from Saturday. Saturday to today and, and go from there. Oh, come on. Kalani's such a great guy. He's a lousy liar. Zach's starting, isn't he? Uh, if he's healthy enough to go, sure. That's what he said, but it sure sounds like that's the way he's leaning, doesn't it? 
Um, I don't think it matters against Idaho State. I mean, honestly, that's and I, true. did and you that's say this? Re- that's a great reason not to start Zach Wilson. Yeah. Maybe bring him in in the third quarter or something, see how he does, see how he feels. But uh, Or just sit I, him and give him a, a warm-up with UMass to go to San Diego Micah State. Micah Simon could start at quarterback and BYU would roll right. over Idaho right. State. And I think San Diego State is obviously the most important game left because that's going to be the game to get to eight. And if they could get eight wins this year, that would, in my opinion, be resounding an, uh, success. a resounding success. Yep. So I don't, I don't know what Zach's condition is, but I, I don't think it'd be a horrible thing to give him one more week, have him have a warm-up against UMass, and then go into that San Diego State game hopefully playing pretty well. All I can say is if BYU gets to eight wins, then they are going to be kicking themselves in the head that they, they didn't get to ten. Because those two losses were ridiculous. Yeah, and, and you'll and, always and they shouldn't have happened. Uh, they did, and Zach started both of the. Did he start both of those games? No, he only no. started oh, the one. Right. Jaron yeah, Hall the, started uh, the other one. The uh, the Toledo. Or yeah. did Rom? No, no, no. Jaron Hall started yeah, South yeah, Florida, yeah, yeah, and they right. went out with the uh, went out exactly with the concussion. Right. So it's just it's just uh, what could have been if they if they are able. They're going to beat Idaho State. and They're going to beat UMass. That, those are givens. So that gets you to seven. If they San Diego State, I don't know. I mean, uh, how San Diego State do yesterday? They um, lost. Uh, so that isn't as quite as stellar as uh, as we thought it might be. But uh, you know, I mean, if they get to eight, they should have been to ten. Yep. And think about the statement that would have made for Kalani. Right. But it also shows that he didn't let the. I mean, two years ago, we let the season spiral out of control True. on him, and That's this year they, they put the brakes on it, and they probably got a couple of wins that they were undermanned for, or at least one against Boise State. So, so. do you believe then that BYU is better? That, that the quality of athlete, and I heard some of the players comment on this: the quality of athlete in that program is better, much better now than it was a couple of years ago. Overall. Hmm. I don't know if I'm 100% coming along. Well, they've got young players, and that schedule next year is going to be really, really difficult. Rough. All right, here's uh, Coach Sataki talking about Idaho State. They put up a lot of yards. Even last week, I think you know they only had five points or whatever against Eastern Washington, but they had a lot of yards still. So they averaged about 160 in the run game and 240 yards in the passing game. So that that's 400, 401 yards of average per game. And so last year, I, mean, I know that they were putting up a lot of points, a lot of stats. And so the, you know their coaches are really real experienced, and so they have that connection to Missoula, to Montana, and things like that. So for us, we're going to respect every opponent that we go against. But this week we. Gotta be really focused on the things that we need to improve on and, and make sure that we're playing at our best and doing it for the seniors. Oh, I love uh, Kalani. Your nose just blew through the window, man. Uh, Pinocchio at his finest, right there. Well, he just rattled off a bunch of stats, but I like at the beginning where he's like, yards. Where, where he said, he said, hey, okay, now they, I know they only scored five points, five. But listen, to, listen to this. You know, they only had the five points or whatever against <laughs> Eastern Washington, but they had a lot of yards. But they were terrific. Uh, you know, five Washington. points. But it's hard to score five. It points. It is hard to score five points. You try to get a safety. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what he does, and I like what he said about respecting every opponent. I mean, uh, I get it. You can't trash Idaho State, but I, still, that that is funny how that started. Well, we kind of are trashing Idaho State. Well, we can do it. He can't. Oh. I mean, I guess he could, but... Their I'm, bus driver found me? the stadium. Oh, come on, guys. They're going into the coaches' meeting, looking at film, going, holy hell, if we lose to these guys, you're all fired. Yeah, fair enough, but he can't go and, and do that at his press conference. What what good would that serve? No, I'm not saying, but, but still, I mean, 
maybe just a shrug and a wink would have done it. I'm not talking about the 400 yards a game this team averages. Kind of sounded like what we're going to hear from Quinn Snyder before tonight's game against the Warriors. <laughs> now, I know they've only won two games, guys. <laughs> yeah, but let but, me tell you. Yeah, but this team lost to the Kings when they were 0-5. True. The Kings uh, have are now 3-6. and I mean, The Kings have gone 3-1 and since that. The Kings were better than 0-5. Not yeah. to excuse the loss. The Jazz should have won anyway, but yep. the Kings are better than that. But let's not get sidetracked. Yes. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's get to this cut. Uh, here is uh, here's Kalani Sataki talking about how he's been impressed with his staff's ability to turn things around. We have some really good freshmen that, that have stepped up and, and earned the right to be on the field. And then some others, uh, there's guys that have been kind of forced to be on the field because of the depth chart and injuries and things like that. But it just shows that our evaluation is working for these guys. And, and there's a lot of guys that we're evaluating that are playing as freshmen and sophomores that didn't get a lot of attention. And the fact that we're able to develop them a little bit in, in, the, in the weight room and on the field, and they're just kind of late bloomers. And so we'll keep taking those guys. And I'm glad we have a coaching staff that can evaluate that because, as you can see recruiting is not an exact science but development usually usually works out pretty well for us i gotta hand it to them man the coaching staff has done a nice job they have had a lot of injuries they have had a lot of younger players step into positions of import and they've uh they've come through pretty well uh it's so they deserve credit for that although i can't give that big a compliment without you know what us guys we give a compliment and then we rip them on the back end but whoever called that play for that fake field goal against Liberty that whoever did that should uh, should have a brisk talking to wait do only guys do that or is that a both sex kind of thing I think guys you know guys we, we are I sit here and say Jake you know you're really smart but you sure have an ugly smile or something like that a lot of guys do that jeez what's the matter with my smile yeah man <laughs> I was just making stuff up it wasn't I didn't mean it well, I think <laughs> girls do that too they do. I don't know. I think your smile's fine. Thanks, Austin. <laughs> now I'm all self-conscious. I, you know, no. I don't. I don't. I'm not all that. I don't think you should worry about your image all that much. So yeah, here's it's all about your heart. Here's Gordon saying I'm not trying to impress anybody. Then he insults my smile, and now I mean, I'm just I like I don't care how much your Sunday suit costs. <laughs> I'm just trying to frown all the time. I was kidding. I was kidding. See, I I I think your smile's really nice. <laughs> For a former safety patrol captain. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're grimacing. And I, I don't feel like I need to tear you down after giving you that compliment. Oh, come on. You know what I'm talking Maybe about. Maybe I'm just the feminine fellas or something. sometimes do that. I love you, Jake Scott. <laughs> Back at you, Austin. I hope all the best you, things for you. You guys want to go hug? I appreciate your, uh, your uh, work ethic and your friendship. Huh. You're a smart man. I don't always agree with you, but your mind works well. I'd give Austin a hug right now. You make my day better. <laughs> go give Thanks, him a buddy. Hug. Go ahead. I will. No, S- go, go do it. Now. Stay tuned. No, no, I want to see it right now. I'll, I'll give the play by play. More no smiling <laughs> coming see, up you next. You don't want to hug him. 975. <laughs> really don't like him that much. And 12, <laughs> what are you doing? 1280 the zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Bogdanovich might have been the best offseason acquisition that I can remember in a really long time. People will remember this three-point shot. It's all the other plays he makes to. He defends, his drives to the hoop, he can be tough in the paint. He plays hard, man. 
He's exactly what you want as a jazz man. I think that this is something you're going to see a lot of. Teams are going to gravitate towards Donovan. Teams are going to gravitate towards Conley. Now they're going to start to gravitate more towards Bogdanovich because he's showing he can do it. That's just fine. Because then if they do gravitate towards him, kick it to Don. If Don is the one with the ball, he kicks it to Mike. There's a lot of options that the Jazz didn't have before this season. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Dancing on the ceiling. Shout out to our uh, good friends at Divi, big part of our Utah Jazz coverage. Divi, the modern financial platform for business. See how you can spend smarter at getdivi.com. Don't you hate when you tweet out something that makes you sound incredibly stupid? I retweeted uh, Ben Anderson's tweet because he's coming in. He's going to do pre-off and post with me tonight. Uh I said, uh, because Ben's talking about uh, Bogdanovich. So I retweeted his piece at KSL Sports. I said, we'll hit on this with Ben tonight when he joins me for pre-half and post-game coverage tonight. Why don't I just read this stupid thing before I hit send? A little redundant. What am I doing? I don't know. You're in a hurry. You're a busy man. Making myself look dumb. That's what I'm That's doing. Okay. But in case you missed it, Ben's going to be with us tonight. <laughs> Let me just reiterate this, that. This night? Tonight. This very night. Tonight he's going to be here. I assure you Ben Anderson is going to be here tonight. On a game where hopefully it doesn't end with a score of 112 to 89. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> Tonight. 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 We can all hope. Tonight. That uh, that will not happen tonight. You got a late one. Yeah, well, 8.30 start. What are you going to do? I mean, are you going to order dinner in? You know, what are you going to do? Because, uh, you know. Well, Post be- Malone's here, so I might just go grab a J-Dog because it means the stands are going to be open. Ah, good idea. But I don't know. Maybe I'll order in. Although, isn't that really weird, show, you know, ordering food to show up here when there's just tons of people and stuff open? It's <laughs> true. Yeah. Are you going to sneak in and the concert and catch a few tunes? Got to admit, not uh, a big fan of Post Malone, not because I'm, I'm sure he's very talented. I'm just not familiar with his work. So I'm guessing I'm going to be hunkered down right here watching the game. I I don't think you're going to be able to avoid it because it's going to be pretty loud. It is going to be loud, yeah. but that's okay. We'll We'll cope. Maybe Ben's a big Post Malone fan. Maybe he'll bounce over there. I'll bet he is. I'll bet he is. Yeah, Ben's kind of hip that way, right? Yeah. Tonight. <laughs> he'll be here tonight. Okay, Kurt Russell. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case. You know, the, the game is not today. It's tonight. 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 Mm-hmm. Or not tonight. Phil joins us now from trydaytrading.com. You, you Post Malone guy? Uh, yeah, I, I'm okay with Post Malone. Uh uh, he's a Utahan, right? He, he lives here. He does live here. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Maybe he's into tri-day trading. You seen him down there? Maybe he's making a little extra. Yeah, he's he's, he, uh, he's got a song coming out. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's getting a little something on the side there, with, you know, because he's, uh, he needs a little extra cash. No, you guys, uh, you guys are a great partnership for us because I think that there's a lot of our listeners out there that, that really shoot what you guys do really, really well. I mean, how many of our listeners out there, uh, you know, couldn't make an extra money, a little extra money with the holidays coming or, or have that opportunity just to take, you know, a couple hours a day to make Make sure you know that uh, you've got a, a, a little nicer Christmas on the way. I and I agree. And I and I, you look at 
like what's the value of time? Because that's the one thing you can't get back. Right. And if you're able to learn how to do this now, it might take a little bit of extra time in the beginning to actually learn how to do it. But then the trade-off is now you have more time with, you know, with your family or doing whatever whatever is enjoyable to you. And for me, that's why I love it. It allows me to coach as much basketball as I do. And when we're out of town on tournaments or whatever, I have my laptop with me. And I mean, a lot of the kids are going to do whatever they want with their families. And I go back to the hotel room and trade for a couple hours and they have no idea what I'm doing, but it allows me to do it anywhere. How'd you get started? How did I? So I was doing recruiting. So I was working with high school kids that were trying to play sports in school. uh, And I loved, loved, loved it. And I just wasn't making the amount of money I wanted to make. And and so I looked into this, and, and for me, I still had to be husband and father, uh, and so I wanted to learn how to do this on the side. And then ultimately, I got to where I was out of doing that job, just trading, and then these guys said, hey, do you want to teach? And and it's right down my alley. And So, so I, cool. So yeah. it fit right into your life and what you wanted to do. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So for our listeners out there who this, this sounds pretty good, how do they get started? So the, the main thing would be to go to trydaytrading.com. Um, there are multiple webinars that we do on a nightly, weekly basis um, to check it out. If you are local enough that you want to come down and, and you know shake hands, meet us face to face, any given Wednesday night, there is 100, 200 people that come for ongoing education. Uh, so it really gives you a chance to meet us that are you know, the long-tenured traders, but also to meet people like Alema who are newer, who yeah. are willing to talk and tell you their story and shake hands. And so if you can come down Wednesday night's always good, 7 to 8. Uh, but other than that, if you can't or you just don't feel comfortable yet and you want to do a webinar, hop on trydaytrading.com, uh, fill out the link, and, and we'll get you on a webinar. Really easy to find out more, really easy to get started. Really easy, really easy. And the, and the trial, I genuinely think it, it allows you – uh, as the person interested to really figure out, is this for me or not? Because if, if not, you don't know. One yeah. other thing, you talked about the time, which is a great point, but uh, it also probably relieves stress, it does. right? Because nobody wants to be behind the eight ball when it comes to finances. No, not at all. Not at all. And then one of my favorite quotes is, nothing changes if nothing changes. And so you said behind the eight ball with the finances or time or, well, why not look in to see if this is the change that you need? Yeah. If it's not for you, that's that's fine. But, I mean, go whack with nothing changes if nothing changes. And so you can keep doing what you're doing or look in to see what so many Utahns and people around the country are, are learning from from trading and, and the, the freedom that you have. Trydaytrading.com. And, Phil, we can't thank you enough for coming in tonight, man. This has been a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Good to see you guys. Good to yeah. see you tonight. Yeah. See? Yeah. Yeah. Phil was with us tonight. Yeah, Tonight here on The Big Show. He was. Tonight. I got that. More Big Show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. A lot of times people will ask me if you wouldn't have been a professional football player, if you wouldn't have been a radio analyst, what would you have been? I always tell them a paleontologist. I, We've done shows for a long time. You've never, ever mentioned that ever. I know. Paleontology? What? Maybe if you showed more I interest was, in the things I'm interested in. Was it just in? because of Laura Dern in Jurassic Park? Because you say that, then I'm like, okay, I got gotcha. you. You know, Sam Neill was never right for her. Now, Dr. Hans. Dr. Hans. <laughs> Girl, nature always finds a way. I don't know how you guys take my dreams and just crumple them up like a piece of paper and throw it right back in my face. Oh, man. 
Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordo coming up right around the corner. Jazz game night, pregame show, getting you ready for the Jazz and the Warriors. Our boy Ben Anderson's going to be in the house today. Yeah, you guys are going to have a lot of fun. Although, it, like like you talked about earlier, the Warriors aren't the Warriors anymore. Certainly not the version that we all have grown accustomed to. And because of that, then the Jazz will win 112 to 89. If they do, we made this deal earlier in the in the show because Gordon was so definitive, kind of <laughs> about what he thought the, the score was going to be. <laughs> that I have to agree with you all day tomorrow if it ends up one twelve to eighty nine. Think about the pain that's going to cause you, because I have been, I have made points that are just absolutely obvious, and you have disagreed with them, and so I don't, I just don't know if you can do it. Are they obvious? <laughs> <laughs> to to people with uh, eyes to see and minds to open, yeah. So one twelve to eighty nine, <laughs> and I will I will agree with everything, Gordon. And not just on the show, I'll agree with everything tomorrow. Oh, that's you, this is all our listeners like. But just how about some positive vibe that this can be uh, the score? Because will you give me like a five point range on both sides? No, no, no. It has to be exactly 112 that. 112 to 89. What are the odds of that? What do you mean, what are the odds 50, of that? 50 50. It'll happen or not. <laughs> really low. <laughs> But you were you were you were on it. I like it. I liked the firmness of it. So I'm putting something on the line. You yeah. didn't even have to put anything yeah. on the line. Yeah. No, well, that's true. I mean, it's it's it's. Uh, I just don't know if you can do it. I, I, it would be a worthwhile show to tune in for, just to see if it's even possible. You know, you're right about that, Gordon. <laughs> 100% on the money. Feels, oh, please. Bullseye. Feels Dear dirty. Lord, let it happen. Let it happen. It doesn't feel good. No, it'd be... Like, I'm, like I could say, uh, hey, Jake, uh, you know, I think every college player should get at least $50,000 a year, probably uh, a season, and then another 50000 all during the off season for all the effort put in, and you would say... We're not doing it now. You haven't hit the score. <laughs> I <Have> hate <laughs> amateurism. Pay those college athletes. Now, that we're wasn't not, necessary. What was the point it? of that? You, you just said earlier, you said, I agree with everything you said. You see? So you were, you were practicing. We'll see. 112 to 89. We'll see how it goes. I, normally in this segment, I'd say, hey, Gordon, what do you think is going to happen in the jazz game tonight? And here we are. 112-89. What's going to happen? I'll tell you. If you, if you nail it 112-89, I'll forgive the dinner you owe me. How about oh, that? Wow. Because it's not going to happen anymore. Yeah, right. You're not really sacrificing nothing. It just makes it worse because like, then I get my hopes up and that doesn't happen. But, uh, oh, well. I, you know, I would rather have you agree with me all day for one day. All right. We'll uh, see. Then, uh, you know, that to me is probably worth at least a few thousand dollars. All That's right. That's what my dinner will cost. We'll talk to you tomorrow <laughs> on the big show. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.